And welcome to another edition of Amherst Weekly. I am your co-host, Chad Didemesis, and we're going to chat here about the Rochester Americans, the AHL affiliate of the Buffalo Sabres. And as always on this show, I am joined by Keith Wozniak from Let's Go Amherst. Keith, how are things going, man? Hey, well, things aren't going too bad for me personally. Um, you know, the... <laughs> The hockey team out here, though, had their worst week of the season. So, yeah, things are off the rails just a little bit. But as they say, there's still a long season ahead and learn from it and move on and rebound after the break. A pretty, like I said, a pretty rough week. Uh, three lost weeks, to be exact. I, I think it kind of, I guess I think it all probably started on Wednesday. You know, they had a 4 1 lead, they end up losing 5 to 4. Lose to Hartford four to two, I think it was or five to two, four to two on Friday, and then Saturday was an absolute joke. Am I kind of right here? We're kind of started all falling downhill on Wednesday with blowing that lead. Yeah, that was you know the game started out the way it should have been. They you know they came out and scored three goals in the first period. Um, you know went up four to one early in the second period. Uh, two goals by Olsen, who's had struggles lately, and then it just went all downhill from there um you know there was almost a bright spot on wednesday because olsen scored a couple goals like you said he'd been struggling everybody's favorite matt tennyson had three assists on wednesday and then it was like all right hey things are things are going well and then next thing you know belleville scored a power play goal and then scored another power play goal and then they scored again and again and again and you know it was two goals in the last three minutes of the game just kind of stunning in a way that you know you could be up four to one and then end up just kind of losing the game really quick i'm gonna jump in so you mentioned olofsson's struggles is it scoring is it all-around game what is what have the struggles been there yeah i think it's just scoring um you know it take away the first six games of the season and he really hasn't done all that well um you know he's only got five goals in the last 21 games two of those were on wednesday night so you know you take away two of those goals and he really only has three goals in the last you know, 20 games. Hmm. So, you know, you look at the first six games of the season, that's where he kind of, hey, was player of the month, made a name for himself. Right. And then, yeah, I mean, he's not the only one. So it's not, uh, you know, I guess the comparison is everyone talks about secondary scoring in the Sabres and doesn't exist. The Amherst have similar troubles where, you know, he just isn't putting the, putting the goals up. And, you know, what he does is exciting because he makes it look great. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. But there's also, you know, a lot of missed shots, uh, you know, puck going wide, puck going over the net. You know, it's, I think that's where, you know, I don't know if, if I've tweeted it before, um, you know, Thursdays usually after practice, him and Rasmus Asplund are out there on the ice for a while afterwards working on their shots and it's, you know, I'm sure they recognize they need it. So moving to the two games on the weekend, Friday and Saturday, uh, what, I mean, it, it's crazy. Both games are at home against Hartford and, 
I mean, you're outscored nine to three, basically in those two games. What in the world went wrong over the weekend? Yeah. Um, you know, Wednesday night or I'm sorry, Friday night, they scored, uh, you know, again, they went up two to one at one point in the second period. And then, uh, I think the turning point was, uh, going to mention his name again. Uh, Matt Tennyson took the puck into the <laughs> offensive zone, had the puck by the faceoff circle, tried to do kind of a drop pass behind him. The puck ended up going back to center ice. And then uh, Latieri took the puck down, scored on a breakaway, and tied the game at two. And then it was just downhill from that point on. So they ended up losing four to two. Um, yeah, and it just nobody was happy about the game. Um, you know, then going on to last night, it was somehow they put up 41 shots on net. It was, you know, it's in a situation like this, you're looking for the small victories that are kind of meaningless when you lost three games in a row. Right. But they, they certainly played better last night. And, you know, there were some, there were some bright spots in the game, not many, but, you know, they put up uh, 41 shots on net. They were getting a lot of shots. Um, you know, I think the difference was goaltending. You know, Hartford's goalie, Mazinek, Mazinek, I'm not sure how to pronounce the name, but, you know, he was, he was great in net, and, you know, that was a difference maker, so he was, you know, he was stopping the pucks, and then Amherst couldn't stop Hartford, um, you know, after the game, the team was a little happier with the game or how they played, but it just didn't go their way, and it's kind of weird to say that in a 5-1 to loss, but in a way, they're, they're kind of right compared to the last two games, you know, kind of circles back around, though, when you lose three in a row, there's not really too yeah. much you could be happy about. And, and last night, the only goal was scored by the fourth liners. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not good. Yeah. One of the yeah. guys, you know, I'm going to bring up here, we haven't talked about in a while, but I'm going to bring him up. And it, it's kind of, when we talk about him, it's not in the best of ways when we do talk about him. So it sounds like, or you can confirm for me, but if I'm not mistaken, Justin Bailey saw some bench on Friday night, was it, for a good extended period of time? Yeah, um, well, the, the official wording is he wasn't benched. Uh, the team just went with their top three lines, and Justin Bailey wasn't part of that. So, okay. well, and which in itself was interesting. <laughs> which, you know, it's, you, we can all read into it. Um, you know, Chris Taylor is going to stick up for his guys and not going to blast him in the media. But if you don't play in the third period, you're, you're benched, you know. Yeah. And if you're going with your top three lines, that means you're not the top three lines, then you're, you're benched. Um, you know, he only has you know, what, uh, seven goals in 29 games. And six of those goals are from three two-goal games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, essentially it's three games, he has six goals. Take away those games, and he only has one goal. So he's, uh, yeah, he's just struggling all around. Um, you know, he's still flies down the ice every once in a while, but, you know, passes aren't there, shots aren't there, or they're going wide, or they're, they're getting turned over. Sometimes you wonder if it's, is it him or is it, you know, is his line mates? Um, you know, we've talked about Alex playing better, which he kind of has, but in the last nine games, you know, he even only has a goal and two assists. You know, Sean Malone only has two goals in 18 games. So, you know, is it that whole line in a way, you know, they do have their moments. Um, you know, Alex has played better, like we've talked about, but the whole line isn't doing much. You know, is it, again, you have to question, is it, the players or, you know, maybe do they need a change of scenery or do they need a different, different line? So far they've stuck with them and they've gone with them and, uh, you know, really hasn't produced all that much at times. Yeah. I mean, with Bailey, it's a, uh, you know, I, I think it's getting to the point where one or two things are going to happen here. He's going to, he's going to end up like Justin ba- or Nick Baptiste around the, 
deadline or when everybody's contract is up in the off season, he's going to be one of the guys that doesn't get a qualifying offer. I, I just think it's kind of, we're getting to the point here where this is kind of run his course with him. And, you know, I kind of wonder if he saw the same thing and that's going to be kind of affecting his play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, at a certain point you kind of realize, you know what, maybe I'm not really fitting into their NHL plans and, you know, everybody knows he has the NHL speed and, you know, Hey, maybe he does need the fresh start from everyone, you know, get a fresh start somewhere else. Problem I'm sure being is, you know, they're able to trade Baptiste and got a defensive prospect who's turning out pretty well in Jack Doherty. Um, you know, does anybody want Bailey? That's a good question, but you know, I'm sure they believe in him. That's for sure. Cause they keep playing them and right. trying to put them in those situations. But yeah, it's just, you have to wonder, Hey, maybe there's a fresh start is needed after this many years. And, you know, for him and the organization and he'll for the best, it'll turn it around and he's getting every chance to do it. All right. So it's like you said, it was kind of a depressing, upsetting <laughs> week we had here. And as recording this on Sunday, it is uh, Festivus around the world. So we're going to have a little fun here with our Festivus, try to get you in a little bit of a better mood. So <laughs> one of the Festivus traditions are the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> now you're going to hear about it. So I am going to give you the opportunity to air a few Sabres grievances you have, maybe like one or two or three even, <laughs> and we can kind of discuss them as you, as maybe we go here or just kind of laugh about them. So I'll give you the mic here to rattle off maybe like i said two or three of your grievances this season with the amherst oh grievances that's kind of tough they try to move on from those but um you know i'll say grievance number one is going to be our buddy dalton smith on the team when he doesn't play the amherst lose and i, I guess it's a that's the worst grievance i can find that's a good one but you know it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> upsetting when he doesn't play um you know, it's team wins when he plays. He's the heart and soul of the team. Um, trying to think of another grievance I have. Gosh, Mine could be uh, anything about the team. Anything. What do they do wrong? What's what do they good? do? <laughs> what do they do wrong? Um, you know what I'd love to find out is who doesn't show up to play for games. And that may go back to some names we've mentioned. Uh, you know, because when they lose, they players don't play well. So, yeah. Anybody who's having a bad season? Anybody who's on the team still? Any of that? You know, it's it's tough because it's – I try not to take it out on them, but I'll go with uh, – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw a blank on that, That should, which makes it no more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we'll go with Justin Bailey and toss out a grievance towards him, and, you know, hopefully he turns it around. But if he could put up a 20-goal season, this team would be exciting. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I'll give you a grievance I have. Um, sure. I am a little angry, and it's not really it's not like it's the Amherst's fault, but my grievance would be towards the Amherst and up to the Sabres into this is that for the Sabres, we're 37 games into the season, and CJ Smith hasn't gotten an opportunity in the NHL yet. That is one of my biggest grievances that I have. Yeah, and I'm going to disagree with you because you can't take him away from us. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So now that you kind of jumpstart my brain, I'm, I'll toss out a grievance that you guys took uh, Lawrence Pilot from us. You're not, getting, you're not getting that uh, guy back. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah, ever, since, ever since he left, Zach Redmond has kind of fallen into a slump. So, you know, almost all of Redmond's goals were with Pilot in the lineup. So, you know, almost half of them. So we're going to toss out the grievance. He took our player and you haven't given him back yet. Yeah, I don't know. So. If we're gonna give him, get him back. <laughs> we gave you Gooley and Tennyson back, I mean, to be honest. And I think that's kind of, that's fair enough, right? 
That's a good trade, if you ask me. At that point, I'll toss out a grievance to you for even mentioning that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the good news is you might get a you might get Casey Nelson back here if you know once he gets healthy. I don't know if there's any room for him, so maybe you know maybe that'll help out the defense when he gets healthy in the next week or two. Yeah, yeah, I'll take him. Um, you know, he said the biggest <laughs> grievance was Pilot because he produced with Redmond, and you know, without Redmond putting up goals, uh, you know, team hasn't been doing as well, and you know, he can hit a slump. So Glue was better last night, so I'll give credit for him. But that's what we'll go with as far as Saber's grievance goes. <laughs> Taking Pilot and not giving him back for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in all reality on Pilot, you know, it's uh it's I, I honestly still think thought it was kind of a numbers game that he was gonna eventually go back and everyone was healthy. But the fact that when he came back and they had Hunwick here still and Gooley, well, I mean Gooley's say what it is, but that they immediately put him back in, and not only did they immediately put him back in, they put him in on the, one of the top pairs, if not arguably the top pair, right back with the Rasmus Ristolainen. So that, for me, was a sign that, as of now, they don't really have any, they're not entertaining any thought of sending him back because his numbers look fantastic in terms of possession, in terms of generating offense, which is kind of what he was doing in Rochester. So right. I think if he's going to continue to play well uh, with Ristolainen in particular, you know, and... He has such great possession and advanced stats numbers playing with one of the, I guess you could say, well-known, poor advanced stats players in Rissalina <laughs> and still, you know, fix his numbers and has great numbers himself. You know, that's a good thing. And, you know, he, he rounds out a lot of their, a lot of their offense. You know, he just, he's, right. like you said, he's nothing crazy flashy. I mean, there are some plays, he'll make some flashy plays, but, you know, he's just good at getting the puck out. He gets the puck up the ice. He's a good puck mover, distributor. So, so we'll see, you know, maybe when, you know, they got, Bull you and Nelson back, things change. But I mean, they have McKay back, they have Scandella back, which is two of the primary defense, and they're missing. Matt Hunwick is healthy and playing games, and Pilot is still here. So right. now I'm starting to get to the point where I think at this point, if he hasn't gone back, that their plan is maybe to keep him around now, but we'll see. But and it's a tough yeah. break for Rochester, to be honest. And you know, it's, it's one of their big parts. Like you said, you know, he helped Redmond a lot. It is what it is, and, and I know we're only kidding about the play, taking the players thing. So people listening to us, hope we don't really get mad. We're just we're just messing right. around. <laughs> yeah, no. Just to compare stat really quick, when uh, <clears throat> Pilot was in the lineup, uh, Redmond had 13 goals and six assists in 16 games. Redmond without Pilot, I think that's uh, 13 games now, and he only has a goal and five assists. Yeah. So you know the numbers, and I think uh, seven of those 13 goals were assists with Pilot and. Yeah, so he was, you know, they're on the ice together for most of them. So it's amazing to see how one player can make somebody else really that much better. You know, just hasn't found that touch with some with anybody else. You know, that's not to say he's played a bad game, but you know, it's thirteen goals in sixteen games was a uh, it's a big big stat to have with one guy in the lineup with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So looking ahead quickly here before we end uh so they're in the holiday break here they're off until wednesday and then they have three divisional matchups hopefully you get a better week so they are uh in cleveland on wednesday home against toronto on friday which is always a fun game and then at utica on saturday so looking ahead here three big division games here you kind of kind of at least what got to get two out of three here you would think hopefully yeah, it's that, uh, you know, for some reason, this team is mentioned that they've played better against the top teams, and that's kind of what Cleveland, Utica, and Toronto are. Um, you know, then they struggle against the teams that maybe aren't doing so well, which is the, you know, the Hartfords and the Bellevilles. And 
yeah, three divisional games coming up against three top teams in the division. Um, you know, suddenly teams are only a couple points behind the Emmerichs in the standings after they had the potential to, you know, they had a six-point gap at one point. So everyone's catching up, and, you know, by the end of the next week, they could be, you know, watch themselves go from first place down to, you know, potentially fourth place. You know, and huh. it's close to the standings, but it can make that jump in. You know, the scary thing is last year we kind of saw a similar situation happen where they had a great start to the season and then things started tailing off. Um, you know, I've talked to some of the players and, you know, they recognize that. They remember it and they know what's happening and, you know, they know they need to get their act together. So if you can come out with three uh, big wins against, you know, Cleveland, uh, Utica, and Toronto, it'll not going to make up for this past week. But, hey, it's going to continue to show, you know what, at least they're beating the top teams, and come playoff time, that's that's what you need. Keith, man, I think it's time for you to take a break to enjoy your uh, Christmas with your family. Um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here and talk, you know, Amherst less every single week. So, you know, I greatly appreciate that, and I hope you have a better hockey week next week, and I hope you have a great Christmas, man, because, uh, you know, it's, it's one of my favorite times of the season for sure. So I hope you, you know, everything goes well for you and your family. Yeah, same to you as well. And, you know, hopefully you don't have to wake up too early on the 25th. And <laughs> I, I do, but. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoy some beverages, uh, you know, the night before, during, after, whatever, and have a good Christmas as well. All right, man. Well, we will talk again next week, hopefully on a better note. Uh, so the Amherst have three games. The Sabres, I think, will squeeze in three as well before we talk again. So. Hopefully everybody has a better week. All Sabres did get one win out of it, but let's let's try to get three and three here and have a really fun conversation next week. So we will talk next week, Keith, man. And like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one, Chad. 